Today I have the pleasure of interviewing Michelle Phillips. Michelle is a coach, a speaker, and author of The Beauty Blueprint. She also is a TV personality and does a lot of wonderful things to share her message to empower and encourage others. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Angela. It's great to be here with you today. Very excited to talk with you. I know you have so much experience doing a lot of different things, and I do want to talk about that and talk about the book. But before we get to that, I would love for you to share with the listeners some of your background and history because I know that you have an inspiring and encouraging story yourself about overcoming challenges and obstacles. Yes, I do. I started off um, as a young girl wanting to be a makeup artist. And this was back in the 1970s when there was no such thing as the Kevin Aquans or the Bobby Browns in the world that were famous makeup artists. Mm-hmm. It's something that I just felt really called to do. And uh, so as I grew up and studied makeup artistry, I ended up working in television by the time I was in my mid-20s. And uh, from there, I was working behind the scenes at CBS and went on to work with all the major networks, CNN, NBC, ABC, and I was asked when I was in probably my mid-30s to be on television mm-hmm. and uh, to be a beauty and style reporter to share the latest and greatest in beauty tips. And so I thought, wow, this would be a great way to take what I do to the next level. Right. And so as I did that, I went out into the community and, and started meeting other women and talking about fashion and beauty and what I really discovered were women who had gone through major obstacles in life and yet had come out on the other side looking better, feeling better, and really being in touch with who they are. Mm -hmm. And it was just incredible beauty to me, the power that they had really exuded within themselves to say, you know what, obstacles are going to come our way every day. Right. But it wasn't about the obstacles as much as it was about how they had the tools to really overcome them, and then in turn were giving back to others. Mm-hmm. And so my shift became more about the internal beauty and how I could share that with my viewers, and that's where my journey began. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I have to say, I can't believe that you're talking about the 70s because you look like you were born in the 70s, so that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> You're sweet. I'm 45, but, you know, this is the proof in what I'm in sharing is that I feel like I look better now than I did 10 years ago because I'm happier and I live a life that's more authentic to who I am on the inside. And and so when you ultimately what happens, I feel, is that you take better care of yourself and you start yes. to look better on the outside when you're feeling better about who you are on the inside. Yes. So thank you for that compliment. You're welcome. <laughs> and I think what you're saying is very true. I've talked with other guests on the show, and of course that's part of what I share with people, is that inner love is critical to us being successful, to us having life of peace and happiness and joy. So that's wonderful that you've been able to find that for yourself and help other people. But let's go back a little bit and talk about what were some of your challenges and obstacles that you had to overcome personally or professionally? Because I'm, I'm going to guess and say that there were not always, you know, it wasn't just an open path for you to decide I'm going to become a makeup artist and I'm going to be on TV. I mean, there's some challenges there. And I would say especially as a woman. Exactly. Well, I feel you say that I can think back to when I was a young girl just saying that I wanted to be a makeup artist. That was a huge challenge because everyone in my life, except for my mom, 
basically said, well, I think you just need to go to college and get a degree because, Mm -hmm. you know, you're never going to make it as a makeup artist. And the more that people told me I couldn't do it, the more I was driven to do it. Right. And, you know, there was no stopping me. And when I, you know, got my first gig at CBS and started working with people like Connie Chung and Dan Rather, I was, you know, really excited to share with everybody, look, I did it, I did it. But I didn't do it to prove anybody wrong. It's just that it was something that I was born to do. But, you know, as I went through the whole process of what I just shared with you earlier on getting on television, it wasn't my hope and dream to be on TV. It was more about just exploring more in the world of beauty. Mm-hmm. And I was invited during that time to a life coaching workshop where this life coach stood up in the front of the room and asked us all to open up our notebooks and write down, you know, who are we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was a trick question. I'm sitting there thinking, <laughs> what is she talking about? Uh-huh. Who am I? Uh-huh. This is crazy. And then she said, you know, then I want you to write down what is it you love to do? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, at that time I had gotten married, you know, through the years and I had three beautiful children and my life was very full but extremely busy. And I was thinking, what do you mean? What do I love to do? It's more right. like, what do I have to do? Exactly. And, you know, and so I started to realize that I didn't even, I wasn't even in touch with who I am as a person. I was sitting there thinking, all I do is make decisions based on what everybody else thinks and feels rather mm-hmm. than what I think and feel. Other than my career, my personal life was really, um, I was constantly fearful of making any decision in life because I didn't want to upset the apple cart with anyone. Mm. Yet, per- professionally, that wasn't even in me. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one of the you know main people who I was trying to please in my life at the time was my husband. And... Um, we really weren't happy. Mm-hmm. And he was, um, I was always walking on eggshells. He was always angry with me, mm-hmm. at least I felt. And so through this process, I had discovered that I needed to make a change, that I wanted to live my life according to who I really am. And right. that person was not who I had shown him in my relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I took the steps to leave my marriage, you know, through time. I tried to get therapy between the two of us and things like that didn't work out. So it wasn't like I just quit everything. But after a couple of years of um, really studying life coaching and, and working on myself, I thought, you know what, it's time for me to go. Mm-hmm. And when I did, it was at the same time that my job at CBS was discontinued and I had been there 12 years mm. and I basically walked away from a marriage where we were overextended financially and had no money mm-hmm. and I found myself living off credit cards with three kids mm. and then had to apply for food stamps and I thought oh my gosh what have I done right right but then I had to really reach back into what I had learned and start walking my talk and when I did that then it was, it was, you know, hard at first, but it was also rewarding because as soon as I stepped into my own power mm-hmm. and decided what I really wanted as my authentic truth in my life moving forward, I realized I had to create my own new story of who I am and doors flew open. Mm. It was as if miracles just occurred everywhere. Exactly. And so that is what happened on night. I ended up really stepping into this place I am now. I, that was six years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing how, you know, I think a lot of us feel worried about taking those next steps. But yes. once you really break through and step over 
can cross that threshold, everything that you've ever wanted is right there waiting for you. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And I love that you're sharing that because I think that there's a lot of people out there, especially women, who are very fearful of taking that step and doing what they need to do to create a better life for themselves and their children in many cases. And I know that's not easy. It's not like you wake up one day and you say, okay, I'm leaving my marriage. That's it, you know. So can you share with the listeners some of the things that helped you to feel courageous enough to actually do that? Because obviously, like you said, you really had no idea how it would turn out, you know, leaving and being alone with your kids. And you probably didn't know you would be losing your job. So what are some things you can share with the listeners out there who might be at the same place that you're at now and are saying, I have to get out of this, but I'm so struck down by fear or I'm so unsure. What what would you say to them? I, I think the first thing is that our fear is, you know, it can be very real and it can debilitate us. But when you realize that taking those steps actually gives you the courage, when you find the courage to take those steps, you what you do is you find your power. Those difficult times that you think lie ahead of you really are just ways for you to step into who you are and to really find that you have everything it takes. Mm-hmm. So when you are sitting there fearful and feeling stuck, and that that energy that that it takes to, to really just that fear and all those things that overcome you, if you use that energy mm-hmm. towards putting yourself in, you know, in the place that you can move into, like taking those small baby steps, mm-hmm. you find that you literally have everything in you that it takes to make things happen. And I know I've just completely repeated that twice, but it's really important for us to know that. Right. Because I think we can, when we look back at everything we've achieved in our lives as women, mm-hmm. and, and, and individually and collectively, we really see that we are powerful and capable of anything. Yes. It, rather than looking at what we may not be able to do. Right. So, you know, I always say when those what ifs come up, what if I fail? What if everyone thinks I'm crazy? What if this doesn't turn out the way that I want it to be? Mm-hmm. Well, what if you take those steps and your life does become everything you want it to be? What if you are capable and what if that thing that you step into, even if it doesn't look like what you thought it would be, mm-hmm. it's still leading you to, to the next step of creating your ultimate life. And your kids and your family and everyone around you will applaud you for it. Yes. Everyone in my family said to me, are you kidding me? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and now they look back and they're constantly bragging about how I took the steps to be bold and really truly live my life. So the first step is to ask for support. Right. That makes a lot ask of sense. people in your life to support you. And if people don't support you, find somebody that will. Mm-hmm. Um, because... A lot of times when we are breaking out of our mold of where we've been in that comfort place, you know, people that we have surrounded ourselves with, we are who we surround ourselves with. So there right. may be a lot of people around us that we really sh- shouldn't be around. So find people that <laughs> find people that you aspire to be like mm-hmm. and ask for their support. And when I did that, it created such a profound shift for me. And, but it was really fear, you know, um, I was very fearful about doing so because I was afraid by asking for help or support 
that I was appearing to um, be someone that couldn't handle things on my own. Mm-hmm. However, people want to help you and they want to support you. And when you allow them to, that's when my life began to change profoundly quickly. Mm. And, and that's when I think I, I really started to see my life unfold in different ways. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm so glad that you shared that because I think a lot of times, whatever the situation is, people tend to just feel alone, that there's no hope, there's no one they can turn to. And it's very true what you said. A lot of times, it's simply that we haven't gone to our family or our friends or found new people to share what's going on and to ask for some support or advice. And that's always a good thing to do when you're trying to change your life or do things different is find those people around you that are successful that have been through certain things and we've all been through something and learn from them and get their support because they know how it is to feel alone all of a sudden to feel fearful to feel like you know there's no way I can get through this and yet they've done it so usually they're the best people in the world to support you it's so true it's so true and you know the other aspect of of really stepping into your beautiful life is to allow yourself unlimited possibilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, I say in my book, I say wave a magic wand. Mm-hmm. And if your life could be anything, what would it look like? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we allow ourselves to dream and explore any, you know, any possibility, <laughs> it's, it's just unbelievable how you can look at what you've written down and say, huh, some of these things are really attainable, right? like in the near future. Uh-huh. And, you know, someone said to me recently, but what if you don't have the money or what if you, you know, what if it seems something that's just completely unreachable? I said, it doesn't matter. Write it down because it's amazing how things will show up in your life for you. And you will see them and notice them and, and have them on your radar mm-hmm. if you actually take a, the steps to look at them and right. see what it is rather than what we think is available to us. Absolutely. And I think that's key and that's part of what you talked about earlier is when you went to this coaching event or opportunity that you had, it helps you to realize that you have the right to choose the life that you desire and you and you definitely should be asking yourself, am I aligned with who I really am? Whatever I'm doing, the way I'm living, is that aligned with who I am within my heart? And that's a big question for a lot of people. I think that once you align those two things, the heart and the actions, it's so, so powerful. It is. And then what happens is I just got off the phone with a client who just said, I am getting so many compliments about how I look. Mm. (laughs) It's incredible. Because she steps into alignment with her life and her happiness and her joy right. is spilling over and she's lost weight and hasn't even dieted. She's in a new relationship when she just got out of a 20-year-long marriage uh, about nine months ago and mm-hmm. she's met someone who she's not serious with, but she's having fun dating. Right. Her kids are thriving. She got a new job. She said, every part of my life that I wanted to change has has happened and in really good ways and she said and I just I keep getting so many compliments about how I look mm-hmm. and that's really the bottom line and I think that's what we all want that's mm-hmm. what we all aspire in our lives is to be joyful and happy yes but we're never going to be unless we listen to our heart 
That's true. And we do what's right for us. Very true. And I love one of the things that I've always loved about you. Of course, I've followed you around on Facebook and things like that, and seen you in Tampa. Is that you are a beautiful woman. I mean, you obviously look 10 years younger than what you are, and that's awesome. But there's still that stigmatism with some people that as long as we have good looks, as long as we look younger, everything will be fine. Opportunities will come. The men will be there, whatever. But what you've done is you've really meshed the two of that inner beauty with the outer. And I would love for you to share some of your tips about that with the listeners and I'm sure that's part of what's in your book I know that as you said if you feel good on the inside it often shows up on the outside your skin's glowing you look like you're rested those types of things so how did you achieve that at the same time knowing that you did look great on the outside but now you look even better because you feel better inside Thank you. Well, when I was on camera years ago when they asked me to be on camera with the stress in my life, it was interesting because I had cystic acne. I was probably, I think I was about 15 pounds skinnier than I am now Mm -hmm. uh, because I didn't eat much. I didn't eat healthy. I didn't eat properly. I didn't sleep well. Mm -hmm. I had to take sometimes, you know, sleep aids to get to sleep. Those were things where I may have been able to put on the makeup Mm -hmm. and do my hair and wear the right clothes. But I really wasn't exuding that self-confidence, and I wasn't taking good care of myself like I do now. And so, you know, it's really about when you do start to step into alignment with who you are, and Mm -hmm. I always encourage people, you know, take baby steps. It doesn't mean you have to step into some kind of, you know, whole new life tomorrow. It means, you know, it could mean for many people that they just want to go out and take an art class or take up yoga, but they're Mm -hmm. not carving out the time in their life to do it. And so when you step into doing things you love to do and start to look at what am I passionate about, what do I, you know, what brings me joy and and happiness in my life, then what happens is you start to take better care of yourself and the less, we're all going to have stress, Mm -hmm. but if you can start to take more time for yourself, you can handle things in your life much more properly and you'll have less stress and therefore your eating patterns will be better because when you're less stressed, you're, you're not either starving yourself or, or feeding yourself too much or eating unhealthy food because mm-hmm. you want to feel good. You know, your skin will clear up. You, you actually, your overall appearance, I feel, improves because when you feel good about who you are, you will take care, better care of yourself. It mm-hmm. just happens naturally. Mm-hmm. And an example... I love to use is Ellen DeGeneres. We love her. Why? We love her because she exudes joy and happiness and she's passionate and she gives back, right? So all those things. And who is she now? She's on America's, you know, she's America's cover girl. She's on, you know, in every magazine. Right. Um, representing a huge cosmetic company. So the answer to your question is, you know, that's a big answer, but bottom line is that you will begin to take the steps to take better care of yourself when you really honor who you are. And then in my book, I offer ways for you to discover your own personal style. Don't worry about what the fashion magazines dictate or all these things you see in the mall that, you know, you should be wearing Mm -hmm. orange right now or you should be wearing strapless, whatever. If you don't feel good in it, then don't get it and don't buy it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of guilt 
associated with what we have in our closet that we can't fit into or that we just don't feel good about and we spend all this money on stuff that we don't even really know how to wear or how to apply in our face. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, what happens is we either give up or we use it to try to cover up what's inside. So for me to be, you know, you know, attractive, I, you know, I work hard at it. I exercise, I eat well, and I try to take better care of myself. Mm-hmm. And when we don't feel good about ourselves, we don't do that. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that's, it becomes easier, I think, because I know for myself, okay. the more I feel better about who I am as a person and the more joy and peace I feel, it's easier, like you said, to eat right, to exercise, to just, you know, want to do the different things along the way that help us to maintain our youthfulness and look well and things like that. So great share. And I want to ask then, so what are the things that you did in the past and even now, because we all know that it's not like we don't have those days where we wake up and say, oh, you know, we feel discouraged or sad or whatever. Are there things that you do to pick yourself back up and deal with those moments that you wish were not happening? Yeah. Because you want to be happy and joyful and all that. Exactly. And I, I won't pretend that I don't have bad days. <laughs> Good, because that's not <laughs> or realistic. <that> <laughs> <laughs> right. Or that I want things to happen in my life and they don't come to fruition. And so I used to have to really step back and say, okay, why is this happening? Or why is this not happening? Or why am I feeling like this? What's what's coming over me that's making me feel discouraged and and, you know, really the only control I have is of myself. Right. I can't control my kids completely. <laughs> I try. Yes. I have teenagers. I can't control my husband. I can't control the economy. I can't control who likes me or doesn't like me. So what do I need to do right now for me to make mm-hmm. myself feel better? And sometimes for me it might be that I need to take a half a day off work and I need to go walk the beach, or mm-hmm. I need to find some quiet time for me to just shut down, you know, some a form of meditation, whether that be walking or just laying in a chair and just trying to clear my mind, um, and just really look within, because the answers are always inside, and so when you're feeling angry or you're feeling hurt or you're feeling depressed, there's the victimization of blaming other people is something I think that is very common. Mm-hmm. You know, I could wake up and get ticked off at my kids or my husband did something that upset me or or somebody that, you know, I thought I was going to be working with and then it didn't turn out the way that I wanted it to be, I have to go, whoa, okay, all these thoughts and feelings are coming from me. Right. So what do I need to do to release those? So journaling is another good thing. Write out what is bothering you. You know, just get it out because that's what I think really happens is we harbor this stuff. Yes. And then it grows and it manifests. And the next thing you know, we're walking around, we're ticked off, we're stressed out, we're depressed, we're overwhelmed. And that is all our own doing. Mm-hmm. We don't have to. We don't have to hold on to it. We can let it go. And letting it go can be some kind of form of exercise, meditation. Go out with a friend, journaling, and that's when you go to your top ten list of what you love to do. In my book, I take you through a process of many of these steps. And one of the first things I do is I ask you, "What do you love to do?" Mm-hmm. And when are you doing them? Because if you are feeling down and out. Go do one of those things on your top 10 things that you love to do, and you immediately start to feel better. That's right. I totally agree with that. And I think that's something that we all need to teach ourselves to do regularly 
because I mm-hmm. talk to some people and they say, well, once a month I might do something for myself or, you know, meditate or rest. And I'm saying, once a month I have to do this stuff daily because that keeps me on top of my game and feeling like I'm okay, you know, I'm centered, I'm at peace, despite whatever happens. Because like you said, life is not perfect. We don't get everything that we need and want and things don't always turn out how we expected. So I think it's critical to remind people that this is a daily event to take care of yourself and do some of the things, little things that you can to feel better. So true. And the other thing is get rid of the guilt. Mm. You know, we really, I just, I did a TV show in Cleveland. The host asked me about, you know, don't women feel guilty when they take time to do things for themselves? And, you know, yes, they do. However, if we don't, then it spills over into every area of our life. You know, we're better mothers, we're better partners, we're better coworkers when we take time for ourselves because even an hour, once or twice a week, just to go get a massage or go work out or go to yoga class. Now, I, I think working out two to three days a week really helps keep the, the anger and frustration levels down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, and if you don't have time to go to a gym, just get out and walk. Yes. Do something for yourself to bring you some peace and clarity because it will help you in every area of your life. That's right. I, I can't stress it enough. Get rid of the guilt. Everyone will be happy that you're doing it. You know, my husband will say to me, okay, you need a break? Yes, I need a break. Girls, I'm going to go Looney Tunes, you know, and just, which, by the way, I'm remarried to a great guy. So That's <laughs> you know, I awesome. Found the, yes, I found the right guy when I found me. Oh, you know, that's we, perfect. We attract who we are, not what we want. Yes. So whatever you want in life, make sure that you are starting to, to bring that into yourself. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense, and that's a good point, too, because I think that whatever it is, whether it's a relationship or career or just anything about how we live our lives, we really have to be clear about what we want because that's who we are and what we need. So that's awesome, and I'm sure you talk some of, some about that in the book. What was it that made you decide to write the book and to share all these great tips that you've learned along the way with others? I had been, after I started getting involved with workshops, attending them, I started creating workshops for women myself and really dove into the world of trying to do as many TV segments as I could, um, showcasing people who were making a difference in their own lives and in others. It's just been a passion of mine for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so I was offered a big TV job up in Minnesota for like big money, and I went up there and moved my kids. My husband and I just got married, and six weeks after I took the job, because I was trying to, you know, regain my financial security, Mm -hmm. and I took the job for that reason. And six weeks into the job, I thought, oh, my gosh, I've made a huge mistake. I mean, I was having anxiety and panic attacks because it was so... It was not the fit for me. Right. It was a great job for somebody else. It was not the fit for me. Mm-hmm. And so my husband saw me one morning, like just in the bathroom crying, thinking, what in the world have I done? Mm-hmm. And um, he said to me, what is it that you really want to do? I mean, you teach women to just wave their magic wand. What would you want to do? And I said, I want to write a book. Mm-hmm. I, want to, I want to continue the message that I've been sharing, and I, I think I've gotten sidetracked and I took this job for the wrong reasons. It's, mm. uh, it's time for me to teach. Doors have opened for a reason, and I think I just shut all those doors by taking this job. 
And so he said, well, let's do it. And we didn't know how to write a book. We just Googled how to write a book. <laughs> how to write anything. That's awesome. I had, I had 13 notebooks full of journaling and of, of um, you know, workshop programs that I had created and, and my process that I had created according to, to my own journey. Mm-hmm. And that process got even stronger after I quit that job uh, mm-hmm. about three weeks later. And my best friend passed away from colon cancer. Mm. And before she died, she looked at me and she said, girl, you have your health, you have your family, you've got everything. Right. You know, go for it. And I realized life is short and I got to do this. And literally four months, let's see, that was November. Yep. And then um, I went to a Hay House workshop Mm -hmm. called Speak, Write, and Promote. And six months after I quit that job, I got a book deal with Hay House. Wow, that's awesome. When you you step into what you want to do, hold on, because it will happen. (laughs) Yes, yes, I totally believe that, and I think that's powerful. You know, it's that you realize when that nagging feeling is there, when you know you have to do something, you can't escape it. So, you know, we have to remind everyone out there, if it's there and you feel it, investigate it, and do what you need to do to make it happen, because it's not going to go away. It's not. And it's going to keep that inner voice. It's going to keep calling you, keep tapping you on the shoulder. Yes. And until you wake up. And you know, two years before I got that book deal with Hay House, and I well, it was about three years. I'm sorry, three years before I was living off of food stamps and credit cards. And mm. someone invited me to an I Can Do It conference to meet Louise Hay. Mm. And I met her, and I put her picture on a vision board that I have, which is still there. Mm-hmm. And for for me to become a Hay House author which is Louise Hay's um, publishing company, right. was just absolutely mind-blowing. So it's, I'm a firm believer that dreams come true no matter what. Just don't even hold yourself back, and, and everything will happen in time. That's it really, right. I, I see it happen all the time with my clients. I have coaching circles for women now. I take them through my process via telephone. People call in from all over the world. We have a four-week class mm-hmm. that I take people through my um, process of the beauty blueprint, and I watch these shifts occur in women within weeks. That's it's awesome. incredible. That is incredible. I love it. I'm so happy that you've taken your story and turned it into such a valuable gift for others and that you're sharing it. How could people get in touch with you and get a copy of the book, The Beauty Blueprint? Well, if you go to my website, michellephillips.com, and that's two L's in both names, and uh, you click on the home page, you can find my book there. You just click on the, the picture of the book, The Beauty Blueprint, and it'll take you straight to Amazon. And if you want more information about coaching, you just click on the coaching, and then you can find out about my coaching circles that I have for women. And um, also on my website, you'll read free articles about inner and outer beauty and videos and um, also my speaking programs that I have and workshops that I give as well. Wonderful. Everything's on there. Yes. That's great. Michelle, thank you so much for sharing a part of your story today with our listeners at Your Story Matters. And I wish you the best in your continued endeavors. And I do hope that the people who need to hear more inspiration and encouragement from you We'll contact you and pick up a copy of your book, The Beauty Blueprint. Thank you so much, Angela. I really appreciate it, and I've really enjoyed speaking with you today. Thanks.